0: Welcome to the England Rugby Pod. Thanks for downloading episode 124. Oh, Billy. We take a look at what's been hitting the headlines this week, plus more ups and downs in the Premiership. You're listening to the England Rugby Pod, the rugby podcast that believes England will win the World Cup in 2019. Hey guys, welcome back, uh, look at this, Tuesday, we're, we're on time, and I'm joined of course by Dan, hi mate. What a week in rugby mate, what a week. It's been an interesting one,
1: uh, it has both, been good, interesting. both good
0: and bad. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, uh, but so firstly, hi, how are you? I'm good mate, I'm good, I'm, I'm exhausted, I've, I've booked myself a holiday, and I thought, right, well you've got a holiday, five weeks to go, got to put together a bit of a gym plan, you know, <laughs> to try and try and do the impossible in five weeks. Um, and yeah, I've just massively over, over <laughs> overdone what I think, what I think I'm capable. You know, on paper, I'm capable of a huge amount. Turns out not so much in the gym. A huge amount. Oh, good for you. Uh, no, on paper, uh, where you off on to? paper, I'm capable of a huge amount.
1: I'll give you credit. You, you... Not so
0: much in the gym itself. I'm pretty tired. Yeah, you're not bad. I'll, I'll give you credit. Uh, where wear you off to? Right, mate, I'm married. Uh, I'm going to Portugal. <laughs> I'm going to Portugal with the missus. We've got booked ourselves a nice little villa. Um ironically just you and her just, or family or? just no just the two of us little two-bed villa in a little uh, village in the algarve um it should be just a yeah, quite quiet one but um needed just a chance to relax and recharge i think um i think i mentioned last week I- I have my own business in travel which played absolutely no part in this holiday but uh, <laughs> of it did, mate. but, but, but of for the rest could. of you I highly recommend you check out travel scoop I wasn't going to plug it but I thought you know what? <laughs> what why not why would I not plug it you know yeah. I've got people who, who like to listen to us I've got a business that's UK based let's plug it so travelscoop.co.uk check it out that's my uh, my travel business um, love to, and and you, you got some
1: fairly good deals on there. In fairness, I've uh, I've I've used it myself before, and it's been uh, it's been very good.
0: Awesome, awesome. So yeah, check it out, guys. See what you think. Anyway, enough enough plugging of my own uh, non non rugby related um, business. Quite a bit to talk about. Um, we've got no, no no new reviews, but before we get into the rugby. I've got some interesting stats for you. I just I've just kind of signed up to this new service for kind of podcasting. Um, it's called Chartable, and it basically kind of analyzes how you're doing uh, as a podcast, you know, and compares you to other people out there. Uh, and I've just been kind of looking at how we've been performing on the various different platforms. Check this out, right? Our peak position on Spotify, forty-one. Forty-one. That's that we're the forty-first. Most popular podcast on Spotify in the sports and recreation category.
1: I, uh, I, I, that's uh, high. I'm pretty. I'm happy with that. that yeah, I'm absolutely. Really happy with that. absolutely.
0: Uh, we're,
1: we're tiny compared to May, So yeah, 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 I'm, yeah, I'm happy.
0: With For sure. That. So that's on Spotify. Obviously, it's a, it's a slightly smaller one. Um, our peak position on Apple uh, was thirty-two in february we were the, in, back in, in during the six nations we were, we were we were number 32 in apple podcasts in the professional section uh
1: wow
0: what what, what in the profe- well we we kind of pitch ourselves as one of two genres professional because we're talking about i just i picked that because we talk about a professional sport and it's what everyone else doing <laughs> rugby podcasts did um but therefore it's a comparison with everyone else out there and um and then sports and recreation is the other one but um but yeah i was i was pretty pretty impressed and surprised 32 is is way higher than i expected that said we're uh, we're currently down at about 300 because <laughs> obviously post six nations <laughs> as you tend to tend to find massive drop off um and obviously you know this isn't just rugby podcasts you can't you can't do that so uh, you know this is competing with the football podcasts of which there are loads and constant and all the professional ones as well so I, I think that's pretty impressive if I do say so myself um, but guys that's obviously down to you guys for, for tuning in and listening um, particularly to those of you that stick with us in the off season because um, the numbers probably halve um, for you know during, during the quieter periods um, and I appreciate people on holiday and, and what have you but um, hopefully it's a sign of good things to come with the World Cup coming along but you know so spread the word everybody let uh, let those know let's see if we can peak above 32 uh during what will it be i guess the the, the summer the, the, yeah, the warm-up games during the summer aren't we
1: yeah warm-up games uh world cup and things but no i'm 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 really happy with that mate i mean we're, we're we're a tiny little thing and uh we don't pretend otherwise but no i'm happy with that that's good to know that this is fairly self-indulgent start but it is know. a very self-indulgent
0: <laughs> start, but but. Uh, you know, it's it's a reflection of the guys that tune in and listen to us every week. And I kind of, in 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 lieu of a, a review from somebody, which is also pretty self indulgent when it's positive, um, I just thought <laughs> you know what, let's just highlight that. You know, you guys tuning in have actually got us to the point where, you know, we're considered pretty pretty decent, um, which is awesome. Um, and obviously, the you know, the feedback we get from you guys is is what gives us the the sort of the topics of conversation we're going to talk about, and it's why we keep going. So. Um, we really yeah. appreciate all of your support.
1: Yeah, I think I think we keep to it. Like, thanks very much for listening, guys. We appreciate it. And uh, yeah, like I say, reviews, good or bad. Keep them um, coming. We welcome them all.
0: Keep them coming. Anyway, let's talk about rugby, because that's obviously why people are tuning in. We don't want them to change their minds and start tuning out now that we've been talking about ourselves for 10 minutes. Um, should we start with the elephant in the room? Uh, let's do it. And by elephant, of course, I mean... Billy... Right,
1: that's, a bit, that's a bit harsh, that's a bit harsh. He's trimmed down a bit, but, you know. Oh, sorry, you, you didn't mean elephant that way. Sorry, carry on.
0: I mean, I, I, I <laughs> sort of did, but yeah. Uh, Billy V, um, what what do we do here? I mean, look, I, first of all, we made it quite clear last week, and, and there's certainly no change in that opinion, that we don't agree with his with his outlook, his opinion. Um, but we accept, I think, Dan, you'll agree with me, that... People are entitled to their opinion. I've, I've seen an 100%. awful, I've seen an awful lot on on social media. People saying it's ridiculous that the RFU and the clubs are getting involved. You know, it's free speech, and people are entitled to their opinions. And whilst that's obviously true, people are entitled to their opinions. I think the bottom line is there are consequences. You can think what you want, but if you choose to to voice your opinions. No one's saying you can't do it, but there are consequences, and you have to be prepared to face those consequences. And in the case of Israel Philau, the consequences are he's lost his job.
1: So, so, so my point, and I've thought about this quite a lot. And I've thought about this quite a lot in my week, and I've massively flip-flopped. So, I don't really want to look at it from a from an ethical thing because I, I to be frank, I don't think I'm knowledgeable enough. I, I don't, and also I don't think my opinion matters enough to do it like that but here's here's the truth from an Israel Falal perspective purely I'll look at it he is employed by the Australian Rugby Union if his comments he's he's signed up he's agreed to take their money based upon their beliefs based upon their ethics based upon their code of conduct who, who they are as a company if he goes against that he is potentially harmful to them like sponsorships Will be like no that's against we sponsor you based upon your beliefs how you conduct yourselves if if you're going against that we're not going to sponsor you so he's potentially harmful to the Australian RFU and even if he personally isn't that opens the door for other people in future to do it so from a purely business point of view I think they are hundred right from an ethical point of view I I completely agree with them but from a business point of view he has to face the consequences. If I, you've got your company, if I worked for you and I was like, oh, actually like one of your clients was, you know, I I, I don't know, one of your clients was gay. And I was like, no, I think gay people go to hell. You'll be like, Dan, you're fucking fired, mate. (laughs) Like. Get out. So
0: I think the, I think
1: there's consequences.
0: More, more importantly, this isn't the first time it's happened. The first time mm. it happened, he got an official warning, which is what happens with all of us in business when we yeah. when we do something that's against company policy. You get an official warning. If you do it again, you get you get uh, fired, and it's considered gross misconduct. So I don't think there should be any debate about why he's pe- people saying it's outrageous, it's free speech, and why they're getting involved. They're getting involved from a workplace point of view. It's not a legal issue. No one's considering arresting him or charging yeah. him for for something. You know, in that respect, he's entitled to his opinion, I suppose. Well, Completely.
1: He, he is he's completely entitled to
0: think. This is the bottom line, isn't it? He's entitled to think whatever he wants. He's not necessarily entitled to spout it.
1: He's, he's not entitled because he's due to... And if he wants to spout that, that's fair enough. He, he's welcome to do that. But... Like you say, there's consequences. If the consequences are he loses his job, fine. If he wants to spout it, then he has to do it without that job. He chose to take the money from them. He chose to take that contract. No one forced him into it. Yeah. And I'm not having to go at him with Billy because obviously there's been an update with Billy. Like, and he's been officially warned by the RFU. He, well, he's had a formal warning by the RFU. And to me, I think Billy is different from
0: a. It's it's totally different.
1: Yeah, and from an ethical point of view, Billy has said, look, he's put his hand up to say, and he has said, I love all people, you know,
0: regardless. And, well, more, and he more said that, he's, and I he, like that. Yeah, more importantly, he said he's devastated that what he's said has caused um, offence yeah. and, and has upset people. Um, but it, Interestingly, equally- so before we go into that, because uh, I do want to talk about that, but before we do, uh, Danny Care has kind of defended Billy by saying, by almost sort of minimising what it is he did. He's kind of gone, uh, you know, what is a like on Instagram? It's it's a, a split second where you tap a button and you've liked something. And I think it's important that Danny Care, because obviously he listens, because it's not like he's got his own podcast that has way more listeners. <laughs> than that. Um It's important that Danny Care realizes the issue isn't that Billy pressed the like button. The issue is in the words he used to defend why he pressed the like button, I think.
1: So so I agree. I mean, I I think we need to be careful because for for us, what the whole content is fairly is something that we we both find pretty vile, something we we don't completely agree with. But it's I I think the like thing, if it was just a like thing, I think that's fair enough. But it is what he said. But also, Billy, I I don't think Billy meant any harm. I think Billy's saying this is my religion. Like, I'm not... I I think he was almost trying to defend Israel Folau without meaning offence. And I, again, mate, I'm flipping massive. I
0: think think Billy Vinopola clearly has recognised that he shouldn't have done what he did because he's come out and said, I'm sorry. Yeah, Uh, and and, and, that's fair enough. Israel Folau, on the other hand, was given the opportunity to say he was sorry and said, I'm not going to apologise. It's what I believe and I'm standing by it. And if God wills it, I won't play rugby anymore. You know, that's that's the bottom line, the, the difference between the two.
1: And and he's completely he's completely entitled to that to that choice and that opinion, but he's got to realise that uh, that.
0: God is it he, real. If,
1: oh. but no, he's he, he, probably. I think. <laughs> uh, move, move on. Why are we going down that? Road? But, uh, so just because you and I believe that doesn't I mean everyone has to. But uh, he's he's entitled to that stance, but if other people don't agree with his stance, RFU... Then he has to accept the consequence of that, and and it sounds like he is so f- fair enough, but you, you know you can't suddenly be like, oh, I want I want to do this, I want to play top level, I want to get paid for big bucks, I want I want to be on this stage, yeah. but I still want to say what I want to say. That that's not life. So basically, Israel Falao and and also to an extent Billy, because I must admit during the week there was a part of me. As much as I love Billy as a rugby player, as much as I, there was a part of me thinking, do you know what, he should be fine. There was a part of me thinking that. With hindsight, now I've looked at it, I, I probably have changed my tune. But it's I, overall, you've got to accept...
0: I think what's happened if, is right. He's been given an official the, warning and it's going to stay on his file for five years.
1: Yeah, and I do agree. I, I and, and I think I think it's been dealt with well. I think both Saracens and the RFU have dealt with it well. I can't remember who said this, uh, but one, either a podcast or on one of the rugby shows, someone said this. If there was a young lad in the Saracens Academy coming through who was struggling with being able to either come out as gay or struggling with his sexuality, is he now thinking one of the highest profile players in Saracens, one of the highest profile players in England, does not agree with him? Like that, That must be horrendous. Yeah. And I don't think, I don't think you should be. That to me, personally, that is not at all what
0: rugby is about. Well, no, I think that's that's exactly the point across the board, isn't it? That that's why this is such an issue. Um, it's not about uh, trying to prevent people from ha- you know, having their beliefs, uh, and I, I suppose to a degree expressing them. It's about, but it is about saying, you know, you as a professional, as a as, as somebody in the in the the, the media eye, uh, the media spotlight. Sorry, you know, an ambassador for the game, for your country. You have a responsibility to everybody, not just to the the, the small group that you think you know is most like you. Um, and and if you if you don't want that, then you go and work somewhere else.
1: Yeah, I may. I I agree. I I think the Billy thing has been dealt with correctly. I think mean, it's right. I like I like Billy's um, comments on it, and, and the thing I like the most is when he said, um, "And I have I, I can see that recent posts hurt people." Uh, my intention was to express my belief in the Word of God. These beliefs are a source of great strength, guidance in all my life. Anyone who knows me knows I live with kindness and love towards all people, and and to me that's like okay, fair enough, Billy. You're you're not trying to hurt people. I accept that you have messed up and you need to wear that, but you have, and we we move on. But you know, I can grow up, mate. Like, uh, it's not, it's not all right. Let, let's be honest with it. Let's be honest. Let's be completely <laughs> blunt about it. it. None of it's all right. It, it, it's actually a bit arsehole from, from both parties. And don't do that. Like, it, it, if that's your belief, fine. You know, if you're an extremist and I want to be very careful, <laughs> an extremist Islam with those beliefs that they have, like ISIS or IS or whatever, that's not all right. Um, and what's that? Is that religious persecution if you go against their beliefs? No, it's not because they're fucking dickheads. So <laughs> you you can't. That's not acceptable. So just, other just for things- the
0: for the record, this is Dan's opinion not <laughs> not not the opinion of this podcast yeah,
1: it is the opinion of this podcast just, <laughs> and, uh, just, just in case having
0: not having, having not fully digested what he's just said i'm sure someone's going to turn around and just say what we've just said is is incredibly uh yeah, inappropriate but
1: um well, well it's, no 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 because no, i'm on about extremist so. islam is a religion is a beautiful religion i have nothing against that and i want to be very clear on that because i genuinely believe that um I, I'm on about extremist views, as in extreme Christianity, as in extreme any religion. You have complete arsehole views. Yeah. Um, and it, it's not picking on one religion at should all. Should we
0: move away from religion and back to rugby?
1: Yeah, we should. But but, but, but I, think, I think the point is, you, you're a rugby player. You're paid to be a rugby player. You're contracted and you take your money from it. You know, ex- accept that contract or don't. That's your call. But there's no middle ground accept it and live by that if you're willing to take the money if you're not willing to do that fair enough leave it and go well, and express your views in another
0: way let's say you work for uh, I don't know uh, Sky or BT as a salesman selling a product and you don't like if you work for Sky right, you're selling Sky Broadband if you were caught telling people that Sky Broadband was rubbish and that they should use Virgin you'd be fired yeah, Israel Folau is selling rugby and its values by being yeah. a high-profile player by saying what he said. He's essentially going against those values. Therefore, he should be fired.
1: Oh, he's so hundred percent. Putting,
0: putting it in layman's terms, it, that's that's what it comes down to. Billy has made a mistake. He's enti- and, and if he chooses to believe that he hasn't made a mistake and that he was he was entitled to to. Think those things. That's absolutely fine. That's that's between him and his conscience and his God and and his community and everything else. But he clearly has identified that he shouldn't have done what he did in the way that he did it. And uh, in a situation like that, that's what all you can ask for is is that somebody recognises um the errors in their ways. And you know, going back to Israel Falau a year ago he did this. He was given a warning. He implied that he understood what the boundaries were. And a year later, he's gone i'm i'm bigger than the game i'm bigger than the club i'm bigger than the country i'm going to do it anyway and let's see what happens
1: yeah and and before we move on for the record i genuinely think billy is a good person i genuinely think he doesn't mean harm and i i, I genuinely think he'll learn and he, he means well so i i hope it can now be i hope it, a line can now be drawn under it and um um, and we we can move on from it because it's 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 actually quite a horrible thing to come into rugby and and it's something that you don't you don't want in rugby because it's the complete opposite of what rugby's about.
0: It is. It is. Well, let us let us draw a line under it at least yeah. for, for this week. Um, I if, love if, it, I love
1: the way I'm standing on my high horse, being an absolute bell end myself.
0: I didn't want to say anything. <laughs> um, <laughs> Thanks. So we're going to draw a line on it for now. Obviously, if anything important comes up on the subject. During, you know, over the course of the next week, we'll we'll come back to it then. But but uh, if, as we hope, it can be uh, put to bed uh, in the media, then we of course will do the same. And instead, let's turn our heads to the rugby. And obviously, right now, it's all about the Premiership. We made some predictions last week.
1: Yeah,
0: we, um, did well. we didn't do well.
1: We never do, mate. We never do. We got
0: two out of <laughs> we got we got two out of six.
1: Well, I, I thought I said Bristol would beat Southampton.
0: No, you didn't. <laughs> um, so, yeah. so, we we said the one to watch was Newcastle-Leicester.
1: And um, uh, um, My God, what a game. What a game. You
0: said Newcastle.
1: I did say Newcastle. So you,
0: so, you actually got one out of six. I did say Leicester. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, great game. Close game. Bonus point for Newcastle. Does it... Uh, does it... Uh, is it I the nail in the
1: coffin see, i struggle to see newcastle surviving it's 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 a nail in the coffin whether it's a final nail i'm not sure um so i've got the final um matches remaining so newcastle have northampton at home uh gloucester away and bristol at home which is there's to me they to me i think they could beat northampton at home I'm not sure that they'll beat Gloucester away. They could beat Bristol at home. Worcester have Gloucester, albeit at home, which they could win. They've got Worcester away and then Saracens
0: at home. Uh, Hang on, hang on, hang on. You just said Worcester have got Worcester away. Well, sorry, Worcester have Gloucester at home. Yeah.
1: And then they've got Northampton away. Northampton. And then, yeah, sorry, and then Saracens at home. It's to me. It now is between Newcastle and Worcester, and I know Leicester are only point above Worcester, but Leicester's win was huge. I think they may have just saved themselves. Bristol inferior still there.
0: I mean look, uh, Le- Leicester. And Le- Bristol. Bristol had a huge win. Bristol oh, that, beat, we, Bristol we, just we beat Saracens. Saracens. That's ridiculous. Well done. So, so Bristol have beaten Saracens. Leicester are playing Bristol. Next, well not next week it's the week after Europe next week it's the weeks' time you've got Leicester against Bristol it's another kind of bottom of the table crunch match Yeah, is Leicester has got that some what? big games I think it is I mean I know it's not it's not a I think it, the reason why it's a crunch match is because whichever one of them wins and obviously I'm assuming there's not going to be a draw which there could be whichever one of them wins I think it puts them safe oh I,
1: I, I think mathematically it probably would as well
0: so um, it's huge for them or at least certainly from from a Leicester point of view, with their six England players or whatever it is, a win against Bristol in their next game might be enough to ensure that relegation's off the table.
1: Yeah, I I, I think Leicester. To me, Leicester, To me, it is worse than Newcastle. Newcastle. Newcastle probably need
0: three wins. I mean, they and certainly need to beat Northampton in their next game. Um, just to just to close the gap enough that because you've got Worcester against Gloucester, you, you're thinking you've got to be thinking Gloucester have got that one. I know that we kind yeah. of said this last week, but I'm saying it again. Um, so so if you assume that Worcester are going to lose to Gloucester, a win for Newcastle closes the gap to next to nothing. If Leicester did then lose to Bristol, it, it all three are right in the mix.
1: Yeah, there's there's something that. In the mix, I think I think Leicester and Bristol might have done enough. Um, do you know how messed up this table is? We were talking maybe even last week or a couple of weeks ago about Wasp being potential relegation candidates. Yeah, no. They'd be extra away. They are very, very much in running for top four.
0: Well they're, well, they're fifth in the table right now and on 47 points, only three points behind Quinns. Mate,
1: this is amazing. I love this league
0: of Br- Bristol are currently saying that they're targeting top six, and, and we're and we're talking about how they're potentially in a relegation battle if things don't go their way next in, in two weeks' time. It's crazy. It's such a good table. It's so good. I mean, that, the Wasps win at, uh, at Exeter was huge. Obviously, as you su- as you suggested, might be the case. Well, I say obviously, I didn't see the game or the team sheet. I'm guessing that they didn't play a. Full strength side, but I could be Who wrong. Who was this? Sorry? Exeter. No, Exeter, Exeter had a pretty good team out. So, what happened? What in Rod? Did you see the game? Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, I watched the highlights
1: of the game. Uh, Exeter playing well. Was, was played well. Simple as that. Was, was deserved the win.
0: Uh, I mean, it's a, it's, it's a surprise, isn't it? At, in, at, you know, at Exeter. A
1: massive surprise. Yeah, yeah, it is a surprise. But Was have great players. Um, it was a surprise, especially when Exeter went like 12 nil up or something. Mm. But it was, um, yeah, was 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 deserved to the win. They-, they played well, they had the win. Um, and they battled hard for it. And, and was now, like-, like you say, I mean, they've got some tough matches ahead, make no mistake. Well, so they've,
0: I- got, I- they've got Saris in their next game, but at home- a home game against Saracens. And obviously, Saris have just lost to Bristol. If- and. I mean that's another big one because because I would say that's that's number two one to watch next in, in two weeks time because I think if Wasps did manage to beat Saracens, um they're in a very strong position going forwards with Quinn's against Exeter and and again it's at Exeter and I know what happened against Wasps, but you've gotta be leaning towards that towards Exeter for that one. Um, yep. with, with a home game. So you're think if you if you're thinking that X two are gonna do do the job against Quins, Wasps against Saracens a win against them, prob well would almost definitely take Wasps into fourth spot.
1: It's the whole thing the whole thing's good, right? The whole thing's although, interesting. <laughs> although
0: Northampton Newcastle, if Northampton were to beat Newcastle as we expect that they that they would, comfortably. Well
1: on. do we think they'll come to beat them oh. is that Newcastle?
0: I yeah well yeah I kind of do. I uh, I'm but, not I mean Newcastle, not against, sure. Newcastle against Leicester was at Newcastle. Yeah and and that was 10 versus 12. Here we're talking about 6 versus 12.
1: Yeah, if,
0: if on paper sh- Northampton should win comfortably and and you know obviously we we got everything wrong pretty much everything wrong last week so we'll probably get everything wrong this week or next you know in 2 weeks time but but on paper Northampton do a job against Newcastle. They're on 50 points. Quins get beaten by Exeter and don't manage a bonus point. They remain on 50 points. So, you know, the Wasps' result could be huge for them. Yeah, that could hey. actually be the difference between sixth or fourth, which I know is only two two places. But, you know, in the final few games and top four being the target, it could be all change near the top. I think the top, top couple are pretty safe top three are pretty safe
1: how good is this league right now Mm, it's pretty exciting how good is this league so let's look at it so let's let's say who i think are probably massive favorites at the moment to go down newcastle falcons wilson he has to leave right
0: oh 100 Uh, percent i doubt i doubt he has a release clause but I, I don't know I don't know how that would someone's gonna come along and make an offer I don't I just I can't see them I can't see them holding on to him I don't really know how well maybe they do have release clauses I don't know maybe maybe ah. there's a maybe there's a caveat that if you get a, you know more than x number of caps for England it, it a release clause comes into play or something I mean you would think that would be the case to avoid situations where your national team is suddenly playing its rugby or no longer playing its rugby in the Premiership.
1: I, I'd, I'd be very surprised if there wasn't, even from a human factor from Newcastle, I'd be very surprised if there wasn't a scenario where he would be able to be able to talk to other clubs, have a release. So
0: he's... Saris, Exeter? I'm trying to think uh, who, they, who they've got in their back rows.
1: He probably needs to stay in England. Where would he go? Would it be... I mean, well, could be interesting. Maybe Saints. Yeah. Um, I, 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 I don't know, but we'll, we'll need to look at it. But it was an interesting week. To me, I think Leicester and Bristol have made themselves very unlikely relegation people. They'd need to mess up. I, I think they've given themselves a good buffer. Well, it's it, it's, n- yeah. I, it is Newcastle who are... Having to fight for their lives, and Worcester don't get Worcester beat. Sale were up in fifth or something before weekend, and Worcester uh, took them apart.
0: Yeah, they were fifth. They were fifth, and Worcester did thirty nine seventeen.
1: Yeah, it was uh, it was a, it was a good win. They looked good as well. And was that four try bonus point win
0: or not quite? It was a bonus point win. Yeah. Wow. Well, yeah, that is huge. In fact, I could have told you that because I can see here they were on thirty two. Yeah, five points is—I mean—that was massive for Worcester, um, and massive Sale, who <laughs> have gone from fifth to eighth.
1: Yeah, it's ridiculous, you right?
0: You wouldn't quite say that they're in danger, but but you know, a couple of games ago, if that had happened, a drop to eighth could well have been a, a something to be worried about. Yeah, I—I I, I don't
1: think. I actually think mathematically it might be because of who's playing who. I'm not
0: sure that Sale actually can get relegated. I no, could be possibly wrong. not. We've, we should probably have done done that, our research, and worked out exactly what was mathematically possible. Because um, well, yeah, somewhere in there there's a line that, and, and you're right, it's probably Bristol down is mathematically possible. Yeah. But there's I, only I three points thought- between Bristol and Sale, so I don't know. Maybe, maybe they are. Yeah.
1: yeah, but don't forget there's 14 points between Newcastle and Sale and Newcastle in theory can only get fifteen points, absolute maximum. Yeah. Um and then you're looking at Worcester, how many points can they get? Bearing well, yeah. so, so in mind some, some of these play each so, other.
0: So in theory, if Newcastle were to were to um, get five points out of their last three games, sorry, would get fifteen points out of the last three games and Sale got nothing, then Sale Newcastle would go ahead of Sale.
1: Yeah, but then it depends on um, the other games. Like oh, I see what you're saying. The, yeah, whether yeah. Sale
0: went, whether anyone else got past. Them. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. Um. But yeah, it's bizarre how kind of how wide open it still is with three games to go, despite what the table would suggest. You know what it looks like looking at the uh, looking at the table. You know, you're you're right. Newcastle not in great shape, sitting at the bottom with thirty-seven points behind Worcester, uh, in eleventh. I mean, that's that's a big deficit. And I think for that reason, you're right. It's it's unlikely that it's not going to be Newcastle. Yeah. But I think I think to say that Worcester are very much in the relegation battle when they're only one point behind Leicester, I don't think you can say that. I think if Worcester is in relegation battle, so are Leicester. And it's why the next game is so important. And, and given, given that it's Leicester-Bristol, I think it's important because I think the loser... Is potentially then in a relegation battle. I uh, yeah, I, I agree. Um, unless unless Newcastle, unless Newcastle lose. yeah. Well, exactly. <laughs> so that's why it's such a huge. That's a, that's why that one's also such a huge game. Because if Newcastle win against Northampton, which we're, which I'm saying is unlikely, uh, but if they do, it's it, it everything turns around again, and it's it's kind of like oh my god, now we have got to look at what's happening in the next round um so yeah there's lots lots to keep an eye on uh we've got time um we've got time we've, we've got obviously another week before those games as europe coming up and we don't want to we're not going to we're not going to go into um covering the, the games in europe that's not what we what we do we're obviously only doing this little segue into the uh, premiership because of the potential impact of certain big clubs going down and the effects it's going to have on england but um so what are we going to do next week? In fact, no, before we get onto that, um, there was something else that I spotted. So Ben Youngs, as we know, is is injured. He's had surgery. He's going to be out for three months. Uh, I think he's back in time for the, the World Cup warm-up games. And uh, and so, you know, in light of the fact that he's no longer part of the Leicester team in their bid not to get relegated, he's suddenly come out with, um, and this is my, the cynic in me speaking, he's suddenly now come out with this um, praise of, um ben, uh, ben Youngs he is Ben Youngs praise of George Ford and how he's you know an amazing place instrumental and I don't know where we'd be if he wasn't there and you know he, the last two games he's been absolutely sensational and I'm not saying that he hasn't been but is that you know where, where was all this praise when he was when well, he was part of where, those teams
1: where, was he not was he not praising him all along <laughs> was he am, am I missing something here
0: I don't know I, like I say it's the cynic in me it's so, B, Billy's done it to me with uh, oh no we drew a line we drew a line um
1: and <laughs> um, so I I it was quite interesting because one of the things I had so Danny Cipriani once again was man of a match yeah. uh, for, for Gloucester against Bath and in my head Danny Cipriani is absolutely incredible at the moment and it would almost be I'd say to a point of ridiculousness not to pick him but George Ford was amazing for leicester yet again george ford has been brilliant for leicester recently i don't think quite as good as danny cipriani but that is probably the reason that danny cipriani won't be picked let's play let's let's just go into the realms of fantasy a bit if george ford wasn't playing that well but danny cipriani was playing as well as he is do you still do you think he'd be in a chance of being picked or do you think um uh, do you think, think his
0: days are I think the easy answer is to say Eddie Jones hates him and he wouldn't be picked. I think the honest answer is that despite what everybody says about Eddie Jones, I think Eddie Jones does pick the team that he thinks is the best team. Um and I-, I think and I think he has his reasons for why he thinks certain players are not suited. And then and their reasons and I think I brought this up not that long ago, there are reasons that we're not aware of. Um and and maybe it's maybe it's personalities and the impact on the team because we we've seen under Eddie Jones the the impact of of having that bond the team you know you can see it in the players on the pitch when when that when you know when that kind of run of wins came in um you know it, it felt like this was a team that were playing for one another so that's clearly a massively important factor in a successful team particularly in a in a team that needs to string multiple wins together which you've got to do for to win a world cup and maybe there is something about certain players that we're all saying, why aren't they involved? That Eddie Jones sees as being an issue. I mean, I'm playing devil's advocate here because obviously it's part of answering the question. But So I don't think that Danny Cipriani's necessarily ruled out. I, don't, yeah, I mean, that's, which is kind of the opposite of what I've just been saying. It's, no, it's so, a difficult so... one. I don't know. I don't, I don't think it's dead in the water. Uh, I think it's quite telling, as we mentioned last week or the week before, that that Cipriani's extended his contract at Gloucester basically to, to complete to finish his career when he could easily have gone abroad and earned probably twice as much money, which is which wouldn't be uncommon, particularly if you'd basically been told no hope, you're not playing for your country again. Then why wouldn't you do it? Being told,
1: so, uh, yeah, night no, night, no, no biscuit, yeah.
0: So, so so I wonder where the conversations are going on. And, like I said to you as well about the whole social media thing, and you know with everything that's been happening recently, we've seen how easy it is to say the wrong thing, and unless these guys have just got uh you know um, what's it called when you're when you gag gagging or gag orders or whatever, um I just think stuff would come out if it was made if it was if it was clearly a, a personal dislike of a player we'd we'd hear about it um, uh, yeah. I, I don't I, believe that could be kept under wraps. So I think there's more to it than than the media is aware of. I think Eddie Jones is very good at keeping a lot of the decisions that he makes, the reasons for them close to his chest, perhaps because he likes the fact the media get get yapping. Um, I, so, so that's what I wanted to
1: ask you. Why do you think? Because I, I actually do agree with you. I don't think Eddie Jones... I think Eddie Jones generally does pick based upon who he believes will taking everything into account, who he believes will be the best performing team. Yeah. Why do you think Eddie Jones isn't more forthcoming with some decisions, especially when so many people will argue a lot of decisions, like over time, be it in, uh, Alex Good or Don Armand and Danny Cipriani? Would it not be easier for Eddie Jones to say, these are the reasons I didn't pick him? Why do you think he does keep it
0: so it, it, under wraps? I mean, uh, I mean <laughs> massively speculating here, but... I don't know. Is it, is it because he's conscious of the fact that by him making these decisions or not making these decisions and then not giving us a reason, we focus on him and he's the bad guy and he's the one that's, that's holding England back and he's, you know, and that way we're not focusing on the players who maybe have bad games.
1: It could be. It um, could well you know,
0: be. You look, at that game, you look at that game against Wales, um, you know, where I was very vocal about how poor uh, Youngs and Farrell were in, the, in that game. But the media didn't really get all over them. I mean, yeah, it was mentioned, but it wasn't really a big thing. Instead, the media were all about where the hell was Danny Cipriani? Why didn't Eddie Jones pick Danny Cipriani? Instead of saying, what on earth happened to Owen Farrell, who's meant to be one of the best flyhards, if not the best flyhards in the world. So I wonder whether it's it's about controlling the media. And he's saying, no, rather than letting them just make stuff up, I'm just gonna control it as much as I can. Uh, and then in camp, behind closed doors, we'll focus on the details. That could be speculation, but you know, if could you be, got, could guys, be if fact. you have a if you have a different opinion, or if you if you think you know something we don't, uh, I'd be really curious to hear what your thoughts are on that. So get in touch, um, EnglandRugbyPod at gmail.com or on Twitter, Facebook, anywhere else you can find us at EnglandRugbyPod. Let us know what you think.
1: Yeah, it, could, it could,
0: could, could also be, in fact, he's a
1: stubborn Aussie bastard. Yeah, that's very true. If you tell he, me, yeah. You, either way, you tell me to I pick want him. him to stay as our coach. I think he's a great coach. Yeah.
0: I don't think that he is the sort of person that goes, if you as the media tell me I've got to pick X, then I'm not going to pick him. No, I, uh, I, I... And actually, Mike Brown's a great example of that. The media was all over, you know, how he needed to get rid of Mike Brown. There was one, one game where Mike Brown kind of, played brilliantly despite all the abuse he was getting. And he took the opportunity to obviously say, don't know what you guys are talking about. Uh, and then within a few weeks, he and, and he has since replaced him. Uh, right. So, you know, that's what everyone was calling for. And he has done it because at the time, you know, it, it, it reached a point where he felt it was the right time to do it. And you and I speculated on Mike Brown's inclusion being all about ushering in, Elliot Daly and, and being part of that process of uh, moving Elliot Daly into fullback and maybe that was a plan Eddie Jones had for a long time but he didn't want to tell people that that was his plan because it hadn't happened yet
1: So so, so here's a uh, you, you know how much, how much of a geek I am and I love my documentaries and stuff, I've got a little conspiracy theory going on here mm. and I actually don't believe it but I want to throw <laughs> it out there okay. um, Harlequins had quite a strong England contingent since Paul Gustard left England and left Eddie, Harlequins have very minimal, if any, England contingent. Read into that what you will. All I'm saying is Eddie Jones hates Paul Gustard. He feels betrayed by him and he'll never pick Harlequins player again in his life. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Yeah, I think I'm with you. I'm not not, not sure I'm buying into that one. Um, (laughs) Yeah, yeah, no, 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 not uh, at all. But, you know, maybe Elvis is still alive. (laughs)
1: <laughs> but, I, I, I mean, think Elvis was is. about to play two, for Quinns as well Tupac definitely is still alive Of course Tupac's alive, I saw him over there
0: um, Yeah, I, I'm not I'm not convinced by that one And I also think we'll probably see Danny Kerr back in an England shirt especially with, with injuries and things that are and, and illnesses and what have you that, that are going on at the moment So, uh, And that's
1: coming from a Quins fan uh,
0: Yeah, exactly um, Yeah And, you know, and Marcus Smith, I think Eddie Jones has made it quite clear that Marcus Smith is is a future superstar that he's got his eye on. He's not quite there yet, but. um... Well, I mean, especially this time of year, like he's got Easter egg hunts and
1: stuff like that going, doesn't he? He wants to see the Easter Bunny and all that. So, you know, he's busy as it is.
0: Exactly. So, yeah, what else going on on your end? Uh, What do you mean? You've got a washing machine Yeah.
1: Oh, I do have a washing machine going. Apologies. Can you hear that? Clearly, no, you
0: can. No, mate. Can't hear
1: it. <laughs> he just, just made it up. Just,
0: yeah, yeah, just <laughs> weird. Okay, let's move on. Uh, okay, so so I was being cynical. Ben Young's was genuinely praising George. I, like I say, I wasn't suggesting that I didn't think George Ford's been great. We've mentioned it before. Uh, it's, it's a bit of a theme recently. But it, I, I guess reading it, the cynic in me was going, now that you're not a part of what may or may not happen, is it just convenient that suddenly you're full of praise for this player? That you know, it's it, I'm no longer there to help to help steady the ship, but I've got faith in this guy. I think he can do it. As opposed to you were there while all the problems were going on, were you perhaps one of the problems yourself.
1: I, I don't mean Ben Youngs. Ben Youngs. Good. If you look at the Leicester team, their backline is insanely <laughs> good. How are they this? How are they so far down the table? That's
0: bizarre. But yeah,
1: that's not. Uh...
0: Right. Is there anything else that we need to cover? Uh, bearing in mind, we've got a big, big. We've got to come up with some good ideas for next week, guys. Let, let us know what uh, what you'd like to hear about next week. Uh, like I say, we, we don't want to just. We're not obviously just going to go over the Premiership stuff again because it's the same. There won't be any updates on that. Um, so we need to come up with something good for next week. We're thinking we might take a look at the World Cup group. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, I like that. that that's a possibility. Maybe, maybe we'll look at, you know, alternatively, we could look at the, the barbars game that's coming up. Um, but if you've got any ideas, let us know. EnglandRubbyPod at com or at EnglandRubbyPod on social media. Let us know your thoughts. Um, is there anything else you want to cover today, Dan? Uh,
1: nothing else to cover today. I don't think we'll do the barbars next week because we still need to put our team together for that uh, in response to our friend who put his, uh, his name, I forget, but put his team together. So we. We know that, and I think we'll do that near every game. Um, but yeah, please let us know your thoughts. Uh, it's been a interesting week in rugby. Um, England are still going to win the World Cup, and I think next week, yeah, I think next week I'd quite like it to be a lot more England centric,
0: World Cup focused. Well, we'll come up with some, yeah. something juicy. But uh, yeah, if you've got any ideas, guys, get in touch. Let us know. Um, as we always say, if you get a moment, if you haven't done it already, please head over to iTunes. Rate us, review us. Love to see those numbers going back up again. Um, let's see if we can get uh, get ourselves posted higher than number 32. That's our current top spot. So if we can get up ahead of that, it'd be amazing. Um, I appreciate that it's, uh, it's the low season at the moment. So um, there'll be a number of you probably waiting until things start to pick up again. And of course, because of that, you're not hearing me say this because you're not listening. But uh, <laughs> spread, spread the word. Let us know your thoughts. Uh, rate us and review us if you get the opportunity and most importantly thank you so much for tuning in uh, and listening to us once again um, and we'll catch you next week also over the next couple of weeks another personal plug um, personal and for a friend uh, I'm going to be guesting on uh, for those of you that are into your Game of Thrones a friend of mine does a, a movie podcast but he's doing a little special on um, on Game of Thrones while the final season's going on so I'm going to be guesting on a few of those episodes with him that's Matt Does Movies um, so if you're interested in movies, interested in Game of Thrones, uh, check out his podcast, Matt.
1: I've, I've listened to that. That's awesome. I like that. That's funny. Um,
0: so, But anyway, apart from that, uh, we will leave you guys to it and uh, we'll catch you again next week. And we look forward to hearing from you. Take care.